G'day and welcome to uh, One Off The Wood, episode two. Uh, it's Andy and Wazza here. We're uh, taking One Off The Wood in the backyard today. Backyard at Tate's place um, on tour. Yep, we're in the backyard of uh, our friend Tate's place in Leaderville. I've just finished my Rover Henty Street Ale, which I was upsold at the bottle shop last night. Um, and I feel I have a bit of deja vu because we said all this before and we weren't recording, but now we are recording. So we were recording, just had the mute button yeah, in, but which is rookie. But you know that that, that shit happens. Lucky we didn't do this if we had a guest on. Yeah, we like just. But we got through that and we're back. Uh, the Rover Henty Street Ale, six point five out of ten. I give it. <laughs> yeah, look, I liked it. I mean, it's got nothing on the beer farm ales, who are our nothing. future sponsor to be, mm. Um, mm. who make uh, an uh, appearance in this episode as well. But it's nice. I like it. Very noticeable gold can in the bottle shop. Stand out for you. Yep. Cutting the bling. Sweet. So what are we here for today? It's a big day for you. It's exciting. It's bull riding day. It's rodeo day. Yeehaw! No. <laughs> I've told this before. No yeehaws. First rule of rodeo, Andy. <laughs> No yeehaws. We don't do them. The first rule of rodeo is we don't talk about rodeo. No, no, you can talk about rodeo. Just don't yeehaw. Don't say yeehaw. Okay. Good. Dialed in. That's all right. Yeah, so we're up in Perth at the moment, but we're going to head down to Mandra um, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. The Ash Black Memorial Rodeo is on. That's a half a rodeo, so it's not all of the full-timed events being all the calf roping, steer wrestling, um, a lot of the timed events. Uh, it's just the exciting ones, if you like, but the, not to take anything away from the rest of it. So it's rough stock, um, bull riding, steer riding for the juniors. Uh, you've got saddle bronc and bareback. So What's rough stock? Rough stock is the saddle bronc, oh, okay, that's bareback, and the bull riding. Riding animals. Yep. Riding animals that don't want to be ridden. Yeah, That's the rough stock. And then there's barrel races as well, um, which is a three-point course, and the horses come around in quickest time wins. Do they do the one where the guy stands on, like, two horses? Uh, no. No, no. I think that's, that's, a, that's a bit of showboating. Yeah, that's like the uh, the longboarding competition mm. to the WSL, so you're which in, is what yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so we normally you'll go to a rodeo that's like a thousand kilometres away. This one's nice and close to Perth, so you got a few people coming down, including me. And I can't say I've ever been to a rodeo before, and never really had any plans to go. So, looking forward to it. I guess the question is, how the f I think you can say fuck on this podcast. Oh, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to stand. How the fuck did a guy from the eastern suburbs of Melbourne who, you know, had nothing to do with any of this get into rodeo? Yeah, uh, I think it's a bit of a perfect storm. Obviously, those that know me, you included, you know, I'm a little bit left field at the best of times, but I get excited about something and uh, want to give it a crack with something new. And it's, you know, wakeboarding or snowboarding or any any sport. But... Mm-hmm. Um, in this occasion, I'd, I'd done my shoulder um, coming back to playing footy after doing this big cycle to Melbourne, and um, that got me down a bit. I couldn't surf as well as I you know, used to, couldn't play footy anymore. I was a bit just having a bit of a flat time, and um, Benny from down at the beer farm, um, they, they decided they were going to have a rodeo this Easter, um, just a few years ago now, and he just said, mate, I reckon this is what you want to do. He called me up. I said, yep. Yeah. What year was it? Definitely. Uh, it should have been 2017. Okay. April. So Early. First, last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah, so, no, so, 18 months so, ago. April. Yeah, 18 months. Yep. So, said, mate, I know you want to do this. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'll <laughs> tell you what you have to do when, when it's on. I was like, got excited about it. I said, yeah, seems like a good idea. Nothing on for Easter. Convinced a mate to do the same thing. And anyway, Benny called me up and he literally said, it's, it's this easy. You just call the number, you pay an entry fee and you'll pay a day membership to the ABCRA, which is the association that runs them. There's a few around Australia, but West mm-hmm. Australia is in ABCRA. Um, and that's it. And you can have a crack. And obviously you want to have some prior knowledge of what you need to do and, and the um, equipment that's needed. But, you know, it's not like go-karting. You can't just turn up, expect to be given a helmet, given a cart, get in, here you go, this is what you do, disappear, have fun. You've got to know what you're doing. It's a serious sport. You know, people take it pretty serious. There's a cost a bit to pay entry, and there's um, you know some money up for grabs at the end of it. Yep. So so you got your, you managed to convince another mate to do it, which is yep. bizarre. <laughs> well, he's a Scottish bloke. He used to ride haggis back in uh, 
in Scotland, which is a mythical creature. But it's I used his to ride the haggis. Yeah. Okay. Tell all the uh, backpackers over here. So I knew he'd be keen. So from the phone call to to the rodeo, how many? How much time was in between for for prep? It's probably a, a month before he dangled the carrot. Then I convinced Callum, and then uh, two weeks from putting the entry in, or a week and a half. So did you just run down to the? the closest farm and try and jump on something for a bit of training or what'd you do? We went to the only place. Where do you learn something you don't need? YouTube, mate. YouTube. Straight onto YouTube. How to ride a bull shoot procedure 101. So there's um, there's a fair bit, like I said, it's not like go-karting. There's a fair bit that happens behind the shoot in preparation to ride and there's a, a, it's not, you know, just out-muscling a bull. You can't out-muscle something that weighs 800 kilos. It's more of a dance and a timing and a rhythm than anything to get in sync with the ball and that's how you cover it so yeah you've got to be somewhat strong but also pretty headstrong to do what you've got to do I know all this now back then we were just on YouTube had a swag sitting on top of my esky in the lounge room with a rope tied around it I was holding on to that and pretending I was a cowboy apparently the night even doing this the night before we went and uh, of course we turned up you try and fit in I had the wrong hat I had the wrong shirt I was riding quick silver jeans I had a welding glove from Bunnings that I picked up to ride in. You just looked like the biggest kook. Looked like the around. biggest kook. But this is the thing with rodeo, and this is what's actually got me hooked on it, is the the people and are so welcoming of new people to come into it. And it really is, it's an individual sport. You're against everybody behind the shoots. That's who you compete against, but they help each other out. You know, there's nothing I can do to stop you riding your bull. But everybody gets behind each other, takes... When you get in the chute and you, you climb on your bull, someone's pulling your rope, someone's spotting you, holding on to your vest, make sure everything goes well in the chute. Someone's got to open the gate for you as well. And all the boys are on the fence and encouraging each other. Like People just want to see everybody else do really well. It's, so it's, it's amazing culture. Oh, it's incredible culture. And that really struck me, even this. So we turned up. I knew, I knew um, fortunately, a client of mine, her brother-in-law, and she competes and does really well um, in, in a lot of the other events as well. But... Um, her brother-in-law's Wade McCarthy, 2014 bull riding champion. So we'd sort of been hooked up with Wade to meet him and he was going to help us out and make sure things went smoothly. He, um, so Wade, Wade or Sir Wade, as I like to call him, is uh, getting you know, behind the shoots. He's like, get these blokes a vest, someone give him a helmet. And everyone's like, yes, Wade, yes, Wade. So we, we did get a pretty good ride into things, uh, pretty well looked after. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then... I suppose that, you know, it was just up to the day. So was, we were pretty nervous. So take me back I mean, then to the night before. Yep. Were you nervous the night before? A few uh, tins to settle, settle the nerves? A few or? tins. I think the banter between Callum and I was what kept the nerves at bay because we were just geeing each other up, telling each other we were going to be crap, which in reality... It's, it's got to help. Just to... <laughs> you wouldn't do it. Yeah. 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 No one, no one, he knew I wouldn't book out, back out, and I know he wouldn't book out. Jesus, back out. So we... Book out or back Book out. out. What strength are these tins? Uh, standard. So the night before, it's just you and Callum stirring each other up to yep. keep keep the nerves at bay. A few tins. Yep. I assume you get a good night's sleep. What do you eat for breakfast? I don't <laughs> Try not to eat too much, actually. I have brekkie. Depends when it is. Yep. I won't eat before this one. So tell us. What take us like? through the day. Take through the first, first ride. First ride. So obviously we get there. No idea. We stood out like dog's balls. Absolute kooks. You know, when... Uh, someone a complete kook in the surf they've got the wrong board their wetsuit they just they stand out like a kook their fins are in backwards yep. and they think they're killing it and it's not even the fins are in backwards it's just like you can it's t- the way they're holding the board you yeah. look over the aura with any of sports like that you just know it's snowboarding like, this person <laughs> has no idea what they're doing so that was us but in that person's head you think you're doing alright oh yeah you're I'm fitting doing what in. everyone else is doing yeah I think, I'm getting away with this <laughs> <laughs> so we were those guys. It's like me at work every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's exactly that, and it was funny because now when people turn up, they're just like raging punters, and you can tell straight away that guy doesn't fit in. But as I said, everyone's so welcoming and so keen to help out. So on the day, I had my welder's glove, and uh, had I think someone lent us a rope. We used a left-handed rope to ride right hand instead, and. Uh, all the wrong things, but... A left-handed rope. I'm pretty sure they're taking the piss out of you there. Go and get me the uh, left-handed screwdriver. <laughs> well, Classic there's, a, there's a difference. There's I'm a sure, difference. A sure. right-handed rope to a left-handed rope. I'll show you the difference today when we get there. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the first ride, you know, we were, luckily we were on early. 
the heart's pumping, but the behind the shoots, just the not really knowing. I mean, I knew how to take the wrap on my hand, but your heart's pumping. You're looking at this bull, and oh, this that was the worst mistake I made. I stared the thing in the eyes, and it just like kind of sniffs and grunts, and it's like, oh, this thing's alive and big and right in front of me. And they weren't even the biggest bulls. This is the, the knobby bulls, but the first ride, so um, I was up first. I'd only seen one buck out before me, so I was the second person out of the gate. Wade was on the other side of the fence talking me through it, but you, you get on there, you sort of put one foot on the bull's back to let him know you're there, and you sit down on it, and you move your ass back and forth to keep, let it know that you're there and keep it sort of entertained. Hey, Why? baby. Hey, baby, hey. <laughs> just, give, just give a little pat. And then you... And they're pretty mellow you know, when you're getting on to start with? Yeah, t- totally, because they're trained. They've done it all before. They know they get in the chute. They know what happens. The rope goes around them, and you pull the rope super tight, but, I mean, you can't hurt the thing. So, hey, six, 800 kilos... They know what's happening. They know they're in the chute. When the gate opens, that's their time. And they buck as hard as they can. And as soon as you're off, it's over for them. They trot around and go back through the return gate. Like, they, they've done this over and over and over. So, they know what's coming. So, in the chutes, yeah, they're relatively chill. You have a few bulls that play up. But this, my bull was pretty cool. Um, pretty chill in the in the, uh, in the chute. Had my hand in there. And like, cutting off the circulation as they pull it tight. And you... Just the smell, you know, like you can feel it's warm underneath you. You know, if you're not used to riding horses or anything, this is this is it's alive. Just, it's next it's loud. It's it gives beast. a little kicks the gate behind you, and it's you know you know it's game on. So I've ridden a horse once, and I hated it. <laughs> I was scared. I knew the horse hated me. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm too smart. Not interested. <laughs> so the rest is a bit of a blur. But when you're ready and you sit up on your rope. You're pretty much sitting on top of your hand, so you, your nuts are sitting on top of your hand, your legs are on the side of the rope, and you nod your head, and that's the signal to the guy to open the gate. And he opens the gate, and the bull kind of bucks out. Now, my first ride, I didn't even make the corner. He came out of the chute, jumped up in the air, I flew off one side, hit the deck, sort of rolled out of the way, didn't know what was going on, got up as quick as I could, and, and it was all over, I was covered in sand, I didn't even last a, a second, or a second, second and a half maybe. Not that dissimilar to your first sexual experience. Yeah, <laughs> a lot dissimilar um, to that, but um, I was more sober. So the, that, that was me, Callum actually did quite well, his, his bull came out of the chute and ran relatively straight, Yep. He, um, yeah, he held onto it, got over the front and Bounced a few times, but you're completely out of rhythm with it, bouncing on its back, and there's only so long you can do that. You know, going against you can't, the flow. You can't just wing it, yeah. But uh, the buzz after doing that was like, you know, you think you're going to do this once, but I'll, instantly we were both like, Adrenaline how do we do this again? <laughs> I'll be interested to know. So that's one second, right? Or maybe, yeah. you know, 20 seconds. Yeah. With a big shot of adrenaline. Yeah. What's the rest of the day look like after that are you do you go rogue or? <laughs> so the first that was um so we were in the morning session then yep. at the beer farm which was kind of good because we could relax after i wouldn't want to be stressed through the whole day yeah but um the boys behind the shoots they're all young they're all like early 20s 18 maybe juniors there you know i'm 31 yeah because Gallum's when you 27. get old you generally try to avoid things like this because your body doesn't like it <laughs> i would say yeah, that's probably a fair call. That's a general rule. I'll retire into bowls, surfing and golf. Yeah. But the um, the boys behind the shoots like, yeah, now you just got to limp into the crowd and make sure you walk up to the every bird. You, you, make them, you let them know that you're a big bad bull rider now. <laughs> it's like, they're yours. They're in your territory. <laughs> we pretty much tried to do that all day. It was, uh, it was hilarious. But um, yeah, and then you get does on it, tins, have a celebration. Does it impress the ladies? Look, I think... Um, I think it's hard for them not to be impressed, a, isn't it? You know, a certain type as long of as they didn't see the ride. <laughs> I, I imagine there's a, there's some people that are not impressed at all and look at it as uh, you're taking the piss out of this bull. Yeah. Uh, why can't we just leave him alone? You know, you're strapping a rope around his testes and pulling it tight, and he bucks around and he hates it. And yeah. you know. <laughs> well, like, two things just, there, Andy. One, those people aren't at the rodeo in the first place. So no, that's they're good. not. They're picketing. They're picketing out the front. And the second one that, and that's the most common misconception that, you know, even smart friends like yourself, say exactly that. Oh, well, of course you're wrapping a ball, a rope around its balls, and you know you're stirring the thing up and electrocuting it. These animals are treated well, and I mean, someone owns them as a bucking stock. So this someone gets paid to provide those stock to the rodeo, to each event, cart them to each event. 
there's you can't make a bull buck. Not every bull will buck. If it if it doesn't want to buck, it won't buck. So they don't use them as bucking bulls. They don't have a reputation. The bulls are trained from early, and you can tell if it's going to buck, then they'll train it. And by training it, they don't stir it up or anything like this. They have a bucking dummy that weighs 15, 20 kilos strapped to the back. It's on uh, like a seat belt with a garage door release. And basically, they put it into a chute, strap up this dummy, open the gate, it bucks out. If it, if it bucks really high, then they hit the button, it releases, and the bull learns, oh, I buck really hard. It's over, falls off, we go back through the gate. Now, the, the rope around its balls that you're thinking about is actually a flank rope, so it goes around, basically around their waist, around right? The belly. In front of the hips. Yep. Behind the belly, in front of the balls, and, and it's uh, in between the junk, so it's nowhere near it's hurt. Now, it actually has to be loose enough for them to be able to jump, so all it is is something that's annoying, and they it gives them some back leg action, so they kick their legs up because they think they can kick it off because it's loose. Yep. If it was really tight, they wouldn't be able to jump up and down, so you wouldn't get a good ride out of a good performance at all. So you don't need to G them up at all. And you'll see these, sometimes the flank ropes fall off, you know, in the end. So the bulls, there's no way you can hurt them. Mate, they're made of leather. They are made of leather, yeah. Well, so we're going to head down to Mandra this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, you're going to see this? I'm oh. going to see it. I'm going to cover it Yeah. with my iPhone and talk to a few people and talk to yourself yeah. about what's happening. Um we might be able to talk about some other rides that you've had yeah. over the last 18 months. We'll see. But, we'll see um, how we go. We'll get you, might try and get you behind the shoots so you can have a look we'll get in the shoots. at the stock firsthand. You have to wear a long sleeve shirt, wide brim hat, mate. It's, it's you know, dress, dress code, uniform. I was going to dress as camp as possible. That's also another option. Yeah. Good. Um, Mandra, though, be dangerous. Yeah, look, Mandra is a beautiful place full of beautiful people, I'm sure. And, yeah. That's, yeah so I mean that's it bull riding we're going to get down and we'll check it out Um, see what you think we're on the highway on the highway looking for Manjagord up drive a few k's you're feeling nervous I get a little bit nervous when I get there and see the stock for the first time so you're not nervous now is what you're saying just nervous of your backseat driving that's all how do you feel about Warren going to Mandurah to ride a bull? Um, it's interesting, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I hope he doesn't hurt himself. Do you actually? Yeah, because I don't want to drive home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> do you think like doing a pretty horrific shoulder injury, the next sport you get into should be bull riding? Anyone? I think so. It's managing managing uh, risk because with footy it's two hours of contest with your arms above your head outside your body this is one contest every two weeks or two or three contests that's it so you're only getting one or two hits so it does it's actually less risk you said that the other day and I said that's like running down the middle of the highway for like 40 minutes and not being hit by a car or just stepping out in front of a car because it's two seconds, but you know you're going to get hit. Like, you are going to hit the ground. Yeah, not necessarily. There are risks you can... You can... Uh, but you're going to hit the ground. Yeah, and, and there's every chance I land on my feet. I'd like to see that. It'll be good. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what happens. Corner, that's the aim. Does it make you more nervous when people give you shit? No, it makes me fired up. You don't poke this bear. <laughs> good. It is a bear, too. It's really hairy. What is Warren? He is. It's gotten hairier since since we met. Since we met, yeah. Yeah. Like your back's overtaken my back by a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, survivalist. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the pony! Oh my god! Right, I'm gonna steal someone's pony. It's hot now. Don't steal a pony. <laughs> Jeez, why well, you just drive straight past very, the lady? You look very interested in us. No, I'm checking ticket sales. Oh, right. What's going on with you guys? Competitors? Um, competitors. Or, right, just um, give us a sec. Couple of punters. No, I'm competing. I'm just, uh, Aaron. I was. I've decided to compete. <laughs> I love that story. I've hit my fifth beer and I think I'm on. Just wait. These guys will need tickets. So, we've got, what do we got? Yeah, okay. So, there's five in the car. So, Three what kids. competitors have we got? And do I get a plus one? Just me. So, the competitors get a plus one? Yep. yep. I pick Jimmy. Woo! The kids get in free. Yeah, so there's there's only one child. Yeah, yeah. You Don't didn't see him. It. Yeah. 
Um, right, but he'll need to get a wristband. Sure. So just what competitors we got? Warren Hepworth, just to be. Hepworth, Hepworth. Yep. That's, that's one. Yep, that's it. Is there only one competitor? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know, right. Is there a spare spot? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> one competitor. They can jump out. Cotton Eye Joe's oh, just played. Just, he's just really upset. For the first time. Not sure how many. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that oh, thing no, over there? That thing's fucking massive. Oh no, they're on the other side, sorry. My banana's right around the other side. They're the novi stock. That's I was going to say, they look small. Yeah. But those ones up there look really big. Yeah, we might walk around the other side. There uh, you go. That's my banana there looking at us. That one with the looking white face? At, yeah. Jesus. He actually looks friendly. Is that who you're riding? He's eyeing me off already. He's coming up for a look. He's actually coming up yeah. for a look. Here he comes. Mud banana. Mud banana. So I got him in the open, round one of the open. You should, could you, do you ever think of just being friendly with him and no, coming to an agreement? They're here to do a job too. They're pretty chill. They're very chill. They're very chill. That's the thing, they're trained obviously, so they know you know what to do. So they're chilling the shoots, the shoots opens, he knows his job is to buck, because the harder he bucks, the quicker I come off, and it's over. What do you reckon, James? He's got a big hump on his back. Does he look strong? Yeah. What is that hump? It's like a Brahmin bull, or is that not? Yeah, a few of them are crossbred, but that hump is generally a Brahmin trait. What do you actually yeah. think about it, James? Do you think it's a bit of fun, or actually a ridiculous idea? I don't know. How do you warm up? Uh, because I'm old, I do a bit of stretching. Learn a bit from yoga, actually. A few you want to be loosey goosey. You want to be relaxed when you fall off, right? Well, it's just, it's like, it's really funny because you have one ride and it feels like you played an entire game of footy. Yeah. And it, because you go from zero to Mac 10, you know, all at once, and all that power goes through your arm and you crick your neck and you, you like, you know, if you get bounced and land on a hammy on the on the ridge of the ball, it, like, it hurts. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think you just want to warm up? So you know, you're ready for drunk it. guys have a car accident. They yeah. less likely to get injured because they've been so, they're so they're, loose. Yeah. You think there's something to be said for that, or maybe. But if you get stood on, you're going to get stood on. That's so not going to help. Not really going to help. But it does. Uh, I don't know. You, you've seen me skateboard. I'm so, pretty good at falling. From a... yeah, it looks scary <laughs> to watch you skateboard back yeah, in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. What do you actually have to do to win? So on the bull, on the rough stock events, you've got to ride the eight seconds, and once your eight seconds is up, you can jump off. If you're on a bronc, you wait for a pickup rider, so you jump off on the other horse. It sort of helps you off, so you don't have to dive from a saddle onto the ground. Um, the other one, if you're on the bull, you just jump off and run, get out of the way. But what you, if two guys make it? How do you decide who wins? So once you ride eight seconds, you get a score out of 100. So the score is half for the bull, how it performed, how your head of stock performed, and then the other half is how well you rode it. So if the stock gets 35 points and you kept up with it, rode really well, stayed centred, so you outscored the, the stock, then you'll get 40 points and there's a score of 75. It's kind of like surfing. A lot, the wave has a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, have, so yeah, the, how, the, the trip that the bull has has a bit to do with it, but it's also you can hang off the side of it and barely hold on the eight seconds or you can ride it real square and match everything. What if it just wanders out and doesn't buck? Zero. You, you can get a re-ride, so you'll get 50 points, and you, the bull will get zero yeah. if you sit there square on it. But in that case, you can either take your 50 points, which is you're never going to win, you probably won't even get a place, but or you can stick your hand up and get a re-ride and ride one that bucks appropriately. But again, you run the risk of not covering it at all. That one out the back is not happy about any of this. This isn't a bad time, is it? Yeah. Let's cuddle. Go, go, go give the cuddle. I don't really cuddle horses. <laughs> Because, you know, do they kick? Do they? Not yeah. from the front. That one had a sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get hit in the nuts, and I don't know how, but you seem not to. Especially considering these it's guys weird. would all have exceptionally large testicles. <laughs> Especially. But no, it's you don't wear a box or anything like that. I think on the steers, like the smaller ones, because they're quite narrow, and they've got a, a good ridge down the back, you might nut yourself. But on the bigger bulls, you split. Around it quite solidly. Kane, mate, you got him again. Hey, Three him. weeks in a row. Ain't even got a fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna go for him again at McGumby, you know. <laughs> Are you gonna ride him this time? Well, you got to figure it out. <laughs>
Yeah, well, he yeah. had my fucking number of Boddington, so I sure as hell got his now. So. Good. Good. Who you got? Do, mate. Uh, I'm on um, my banana again. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Hopefully it's giving you a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on to it this time. Yeah, no. If he walks out, just get ready for that big one. Yeah. And then sit up and ride the time. Yeah. He's not a fucking tough bull. He's just, he's just slower than the rest of them, I think. I don't know. I've been on the cunt that long. I've been on him since he was a calf, pretty much. So. Yeah, right. That's second right? This is... Uh, got well, we always remember, be true. The ball comes down, one hand, one bounce. Johnny. You get to save the money. You grab the one hand, one bounce. Believe it or not, he works in CBD at Perth as an accountant. Yes, he does. His favourite pastime is yoga and net. And I am not telling lies. But he loves to ride bulls, the BKO Cowboys. Oh, what's up? Oh, wow. I didn't get it. Just like that, we are back in the studio. Back in the studio in alternate states. Through the magic of technology. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, still blows my mind, the internet being in the clouds and around us, and even the phone. I can't even comprehend it. I know, still. but... Uh, it's just my small mind. But you've got heaven in the clouds and God and busy. the internet. So there's a lot up there. And there's rain a lot as well. A lot of um, Aeroplanes. I don't know how there's so much space for it, but that's not what we're here for. We uh, we want to do a quick debrief of the day. It's a week later. This is our first attempt um, across the Nullarbor, so hopefully our technology is, is staunch. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> hoping. We started off hoping. the episode well with, um, <laughs> with a dry run of recording without recording. That was uh, brilliant, so let's not end it that way. Let's not Look, end I'm, it that way. I'm recording for sure. I'm definitely recording. I don't know how good it's. Whatever. Anyway, we're um yeah here to wrap it up. That's um you you've listened to some of the footage that you recorded actually from the radio. What did, what did you think? Well, not only that, I was there. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know what, I had a good time. It was like nothing else I've ever been to. And uh, yeah, I mean, how was it for you? Was it was that standard or was it? Um, it's a bit different because it's it wasn't. Um, sort of outback, you know, it was up on a footy field. They'd, they'd thrown the course together or the, the arena together, um, not having all the full events as well. So a little bit different. And, and to tell you the truth, I was probably a bit more nervous. Just, um, you know, I like to get there and have all my shit sorted and know when I'm riding, set my bag up, get my rope out, get everything, you know, squared off. But I had little Jimmy to worry about and making sure you guys were sorted and 
have a good time and it was yes, I was a little bit a little bit more nervous than normal, but um don't think it affected my riding at all. So I, I had two thoughts about it. Because one was Mandra's it's not really an outback town. So I got the feeling from the crowd that they were there probably most of them were there to to see some carnage, you know, uh, not unlike people who aren't really into motorsports, watching motorsports, just waiting for a crash. Do you, do you think the crowd was a bit different because because it's not your standard outback rodeo kind of yeah, place? Definitely, definitely spot on there. And that's, um, again, it was just the rough stock event. So you kind of, that's what you want. You know, it is carnage anyway, isn't it? Like, no, you don't ride a bull to... It's, it's carnage. There's no, <laughs> there's no skill in riding a bull. There's no one does that for work, you know, in terms of the roping and all the other events, that's a, that's more skilled, you know, skills of, that are actually applicable in real country life. So that was my first takeaway. The other takeaway I was thinking, <clears throat> to you it's a sport, right? It's an individual sport, but you don't get to train that much. I guess you do a bit, but most of the time when you're out there doing it, you're doing it in front of a crowd and that yeah. doesn't really happen. So do you, I was thinking like, it's almost like, like a performance more than a sport. Do you feel like it is? There's definitely an entertainment element of it. And people come up to you afterwards and they notice that you've ridden and say thanks, you know, for the entertainment because... Thanks for the carnage. I loved it. <laughs> but that, that that's what it is, you know. It's an, an event and you're the entertainment. Like going to a, a gig or something, you are literally the entertainment. So it's a bit of that, but they got you know, people take it pretty seriously and, yeah, I don't get a great deal of uh, opportunities to train... Um, on real stock, no. I suppose. I've had just go to go to Wild Wild West Sports Saloons and just <laughs> yeah, just get uh, on the the bull machine, I'll... shirt off. <laughs> no, I actually um, I do a bit of training on a Swiss ball. I wrap my rope around that because a lot of it's all processed to what you need to do to get familiar with that. So I wrap my rope, tape my wrap um, around my hand on on the Swiss ball, and then shuffle up and sit on it and and you know visualize bucking out and. And putting your your free arm into the right position so that you know it mu- becomes muscle memory. Like I said to you, how how would you balance on a surfboard? You can't tell anyone how you do it. You just do it. So yeah. to practice muscle those memory, positions, core muscle yeah. memory. Yep. So I just do a bit of that and the general strength stuff at home. But my lounge room looks pretty funny on the odd occasion that there's rodeo training going on. Yeah, I does. I've seen you do it. It's bizarre. <laughs> But anyway, it was bloody good. It was a fun day. It was yeah, like I said, the crowd was there was it was a like a family affair, but there was also some real Mandra crew down there who were just super weird bogans. <laughs> but they weren't like rodeo fans. They were just this is the place to be on a on that Saturday night, I think, because there's a big crowd. Yeah, it was. I think they sold twelve hundred tickets pre-event, so yeah, quite a few people I, rolling I up. They said there was three thousand there. So yeah, and but no no money for you, mate. No money for me. If you want to break down the rides, it's funny because looking at it from a crowd's perspective or uninformed perspective, my, my open bull rider bucked off in about three seconds. And yep. The novi bull rider got to about seven. But seven point seven, I reckon. You were right. There. <laughs> pretty close. But the the open bull rider actually, I rode really well. Um, I'd ridden that bull a month before, so I knew sort of his action. He's got a he, he steps out of the shoot and um, pauses before he bucks and and then tries to set you forward. So um, and there's a few shots I've since shared with you and Shola really had her feet locked in the right position countered that um, really well and, and came around the corner with him so I, I was pretty stoked on that ride even though it didn't look great to the spectators and my novi I, I was sort of playing catch up the whole time and got my free arm in the wrong position which set me off kind of across my body but yeah um, yeah look win something or learn something that's the that's the rodeo chat um, that's the chat. There's some great chat in the background, which everyone's heard anyway. Um, that photo from your from your big bull, where it went yep. forward. You have to if you can get a good copy of that, whack it up on the Instagram. One off the wood because uh, that's pretty pretty epic photo. Yeah, the mud banana he's called. Mud banana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, any it's other good, final good thoughts on the Mandra? I think everyone that went down had a good time. I got really drunk. Like by the end, <laughs> apologies for the, my, my, the slurring yeah. of the words, and I think your little nephew probably heard too much oh, man, on the drive Jimmy. home. <laughs> my, my little nephew, <laughs> his eyes were like golf balls, is wide, sitting between you and Tate in the back of the car on the way just, home, just oh, like what Fahrenheit. We didn't, we had to, we made an attempt to replace the word fuck with Fahrenheit, 
throughout the day. And uh, a lot of Fahrenheit's were going down. (laughs) I think he had a Fahrenheit and good time though. Yeah, he's. I tell you what, you wore you wore him out. He was pretty tired the next day. I think. Absolutely cooked. The um the one thing I think. What did you think? Completely Fahrenheited. (laughs) Completely Fahrenheited. Um, what did you think of the? I suppose. The part about rodeo that I really love is that um, the the family that is rodeo and being accepted, and it took me a good bloody twelve months to get accepted. You know, as someone who's not just a punter turning up with the wrong hat and the wrong shirt and whatever. You know, once you start performing and take a you know win a few events or come start once placing, you get, once you get stomped on a few times, stomped on a few scars, no, like people good. actually accept it and. And that, you know, you sort of met a few of those people out the back, but... It, Kane it, um, and, what was it, Big Red? He was hilarious. Red, Kane, yeah, the boys. No, they, um, they were funny dudes. Like, they, it was just non-stop piss-taking from those guys. And Kane was cliches. giving you some good advice, I thought, which we caught. But yeah, no, those guys seemed like legends. Seemed like good, good camaraderie out the back of the shoots, for sure. Uh, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, so it's good. And uh, you mentioned Instagram there, so one off the wood... Instagram, it's uh, just literally it's one. Got two followers right now, but we'll build that up. Me and you. We'll, we'll get there. We haven't got it uh, live at the moment. But what I'm going to try and do is, as we talk about stories throughout the episodes or throughout, you know, this, I'll, I'll um, later put in, you know, a picture from that story or that time or something that relates and explain it, I think. So people will be able to listen along and then follow and, you know, see the snaps from each episode as they go. Uh, a bit of work to do on that one. We'll make it live. Um, yeah, as we as we keep going, so uh, it was fun. I had a good time going through the pics. I just went on to uh, your facey page and mine and looked through. And like shit, we've done uh, some road trips. Considering we've only lived in the same state for probably two or three years total. Yeah, that was a good good trip down memory lane as they started coming up on my feed. <laughs> yeah, loving it between New Zealand and. Uh, the states and oh, just Tassie and Vico trips, even over here, yeah, it was pretty good value. So <laughs> sit back, relax, and uh, look out for a few of those um, coming through on the gram as well. It's all good. Um, for sure. What? What's? what's uh, uh, I was going to say, have we done frothing this this uh, episode? No. No. Right. Um, so, oh, you go first. <laughs> you get a warm up there. It's been. It's just. Yeah, you go first. What's got All you right. frothing this week? What's got me frothing this week? Um, bit of a left field one. Yesterday I went and was at a networking event, uh, just in at Optus Stadium actually here in Perth, and Basil Zemplis, uh, the commentator, Channel Seven commentator, kind of did the uh, did little spiel, and I'll, it's more of a refroth. He told the Stephen Bradbury story, and it was his first crack at. Uh, national broadcasting he somehow got the call up to court and he ended up calling the whole Bradbury um the short track speed skating thinking oh this this kook's gonna make it you know through one heat or or just uh bomb out because he pretty much uh came last in every heat and just managed to make it through everybody remembers the final they all fell over but he went through the heats the quarters and the semis and the same thing happened in each event he'd, he'd either get um put through afterwards by a judge's decision or um, someone would get disqualified to bump him into second spot and in the final there's only ever four people in speed track um, short track speed skating and they actually had five people in the final as well as any semi-final just for that reason and obviously he got through and um, I just I really frothed it because I can actually kind of um, relate to that in the bull riding world because Bradbury, he was a top 10 skater. He's done the work to be there. He's earned it. It was his fourth Olympics um, since he was 16. I think he went to the first one. So he earned his place there. But in the end, you know, anyone could actually win that event. And it's the same as this, as bull riding. You know, you know I'm going up to Magumba tonight. Um, it's all the open guys. It's a, a free-for-all bull ride. So there's probably 20, 25 people in it. But if you just cover, focus on what you've got to do, cover your two bulls, and everybody else bucks off. You can easily take out, you know, the best guys there. No worries. So it's anyone's game. Uh, got me. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Basil. He's a bit of a frother too. So it was a good story. But, yeah. Um, who was that guy that in the surf, you know, WSL, who won the 
you know the the Margaret River event got cancelled and then they finished it at Uluwatu. That uh, panda, just oh, same um, deal. Like he's bottom bottom tier surfer. No, he's got no business being in the finals, and it was just his day. And yeah, people fell down around him, and he won. What's his name? Yeah. Pa- panda. Her- Hermes? Is it Hermes? Or... No, no. That guy. Big, oh, big mate. chunky guy. He's real powerful. Fat big, actually. Of a fat mess, but <laughs> hey, hey I met Stephen Bradbury. Did you? I met him in Japan. He owns a, a chalet in Hakuba in Japan, and he was there and he gave a talk. and We went and met him, and uh, he went through it all. And then we got to, to him afterwards and photos. And yeah, and uh, yeah, he tells the story a bit differently than you told it because well, it's probably in his because <laughs> he, he's he was like he's he nearly died on the skate, uh, oh, yeah. on the ice because he took a a blade through the thigh yeah, um, no. in a race and nearly died and then came back, got to the Olympics and he was, like you said, he was right up there and then everyone only thinks of him as this guy that lucked through but he'd been doing no. it for, for decades and and he'd come back from these horrific injuries. Yeah, so that blade one, he lost five and a half litres of blood. Oh, so yeah, when, when you donate blood, it's a pint, so 500 mils and you feel a bit trippy. Five and yeah. a half litres, that is... Well, he must, they must have been pumping quarter. it into him as it was pumping out of him. Well, this is anyway, in, in a minute, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, at, yeah man. Because well, it probably got his femoral. But um, so at the end of the night when we met him, we were, we'd had a few beers and uh, we were chatting to him and mucking around. I was like, oh, we'll get a photo. Do you mind if we all lay down behind you and you stand in front of us? And he told us to fuck off. So <laughs> Good bloke. <laughs> Good bloke. Bit over it. No, he was all right. so, He's a pretty intense character like you got to be to take up a sport like that i guess you and steve might have a few things in common maybe you should think about looking into ice skating as your speed. next next endeavor speed well, skating uh, last night after this thing i went and looked him up and he's exactly the same height as me as well and i was like yeah i could shit i was like yeah, maybe yeah. maybe anyway i think i've got, don't think i've got 10 years of ice tracks short track skating in me but you never know you never know the next thing, once I've conquered this bull riding business and put that conquer up Conquer it. You don't conquer the beast, mate. You told me that. Yeah. You ride the wave. It's a dance. You dance with the bull. Dance with the bull. Good. Mate, you learned something. I'm impressed. Mate, I'm all over it. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. It's not that it's on TV or anything, but I have to. <laughs> you get around my, my live Instagram stories. and uh, Yeah. From the, the, the joke of the whole day was, um, is this your first rodeo? Because it was. And it's a really shit joke. But my next one... I'll be able to say it's not my first radio. Boom, there it is. You should get down, make a uh, sorry business trip, coincide with the beer farms radio in next year in uh, March, April. Yeah, that'd be good that'd actually, because the beer farm make amazing beers and could go surfing as well. Yeah, all of the above. Perfect. It's the it's the dream setup. So, uh, <laughs> my reef froth there. What's uh, what's got you frothing, Andy? <laughs> Are you ready for this? Why why am I worried? Uh, I feel a bit worried. I'll- I'll have to think of something off the bat. It's been um, nothing really exciting happened this week. I've just been working since getting back from visiting you. I'll tell you what though, Perth got me frothing. I love it. Yeah. Love the weather, love the people, love the, the bars and cafes and beaches and the surf's shit, but it's good to get in the water. Uh, yeah, Perth's got me frothing. Yeah, so good. So I'm looking forward to coming back soon, hopefully in early next year. Nice one, huh? You, you took like so 10 minutes to tell yours, so I just... Get out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work doesn't get in froth. And you got a uh, party tonight as well. We give yep. a shout out here. The Missos 30th. The Missos so, 30th. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Got the pair rentals in town in Melbourne. So looking forward to that. Um, so got Monday off work to, for a two day hangover. Two day hangover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, our next episode, you're going to catch up for an interview with a surfboard shaper from Margaret River. Is that right? Um, I think that... Or are we going to get something in between? Mate, let's, let's get something in between. Um, I'll chat to you about that afterwards, but I've got an, an idea. I reckon we should do a uh, phone interview uh, with a friend of ours. But yeah, otherwise that, in the future, looking forward to, yeah, uh, bloke Martin Littlewood from down in Margs, legendary shaper, lived down there. Just having a chat to him about some pretty interesting concepts he's got going on. He made me bored once upon a time and He's got this uh, reverse thruster board that he showed me and uh, chatted to him this week. And he's he's got the, spoiler alert, asymmetrical reverse thruster 
That is going to put me on when I get down there, so I might try and give it a ride before uh should before definitely try and surf it and yeah. get some photos of it as well. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. I'm looking forward to that. He's a, you, you'd like him, actually. He plays a bit of music as well, a bit of a character. So Nice, um, yeah. nice, nice. That's the future, future episodes. Stay tuned. Yep. Um, anything else, Mr. Watkins? No, I think we should wrap it up. It's been a... That's the rodeo episode. Done and dusted. Yeehaw! Fuck. No, you've learnt nothing. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming along. And um, shout out to... I want to mention a few few people, a few backers, a few uh, backers. now that we're influencers. I want to say mm-hmm. sponsors, but, you know, it's, it's ambassadorship we've got here. We, we're, um, we're ambassadors. Using, using the voices, uh, put ourselves to these brands. So BKA Outfitters is uh, the company that helped me out with rodeo gear. So all the shirts and jeans and belts, they stock all Ringers Western and, and all that sort of gear. So... Um, there's a code I'll post it on the Instagram you guys can use for 10% off on that one um, yeah hit them up yeehaw yeah that's it you get me a hat right um, yeah fuck yeah mate you gotta fit in um, I did actually I ordered that already for you so yeah awesome on. Um, your your band Andy The Bitterman yep they've got an album coming out before Christmas uh, and it's pretty awesome I don't mind saying so yep Proud sponsor yes. of the of the um, show by providing intro music, and I'll be plugging the shit out of that. So don't worry about it. Mate, plug away. I dig it. I dig it. Um, the beer farm, as always, they don't know this. Uh, they're supporting us yet, but they are. We're um, going to give them the biggest raz and uh, yep. biggest pump up. They, they've got sick beers, and it's the best venue down south anyway. So we you know might what? As well if it. they don't sponsor us, we'll sponsor them just by buying their product for every episode. <laughs> and if I can get some in Melbourne somewhere, that'd be great to know. Yep. All right. I'll, we'll sort that out. Um, sort it out. Definitely going to get those those guys. Um, also, future episode to be uh, Bunster's Hot Sauce. We're going to make an arrangement mm. with them. Um, shit the Bed Hot Sauce. You might have seen it getting around a few memes on the internet. They've got quite a big following. So we're going to do some product uh, giveaways with them, I think. We should do uh, some testing live, I reckon. Oh, oh, I can't fucking handle that stuff. I'm not it, built then for we it. definitely should. <laughs> oh, oh, what's your tolerance for chili like? Not bad. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely gone up and up over the years. But I'm it's a bit of soft still. But I can handle it probably better than you by the sounds of it. Mum never cooked with chili growing up, and I only sort of got introduced to it living with you a bit, and then um, living over here with Jesso, and uh, it was yeah. I'm getting better, but I just I'm not built for it. I'll break a sweat uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Well, Mel's mum is from Thailand and she's a great cook and there's a, yeah, the extreme extreme. amounts of chilli in Thai food. <laughs> if you So they just laugh at me. <laughs> They're all just loving it. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you need to get Mel on then to, uh, to test a few out. Oh, no, Love she's it. got an incredible tolerance for chilli. Oh, God, good. All right, well, we'll, get, we'll definitely rack some of that up with um, Bunsters and she can tell. She's got an amazing story too, so that's a good one. And uh, I might save this one, but we're going to um, get a wine sponsor on too. Wow, jeez, mate. We're not going to have time to do a podcast. We're just going to be just slinging, adverts. slinging gear. We're going to slink it. We're going to make it worth people's wild listening. We're not going to do a you know, 15, 15 minute spiel on people's products, but um, just the good people uh, that we want to represent and uh, yeah, hopefully get some giveaways. Hopefully, some hopefully our parents buy it because they're the only ones listening. Yes. Oh, good, good. Hopefully they're not listening, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like to think that it's just us having a chin wag and no one's yeah. listening anyway. No, that's right. Which is a bit more liberal. For sure. All right, mate. Um, it's been fun. I've got to pack my bag and get up to this bull ride. So Yeah, good luck. Stay safe. Here. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, leg either side, mind in the middle. You got it. And um, happy birthday to Mel. Well, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the... I'll have to cut it in. What was the song? The song... I'm thinking about, uh, I think I put a no photo song in. Maybe um, some kind of animal. It's a bit of a bull ridey song. So I might cut that in there. It's, okay. Yeah, do it. Here it is. Let me. I'll introduce it. Here is uh, no photo with uh, some kind of animal. Some kind of animal.